Welcome, it's time for Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And we went to a new spot, Todd, and I cannot accurately pronounce her name, so we had to do a little research. Um, <laughs> I thought it was Augie's, and you thought it was OG's. But uh, why don't you let our listeners what it really yeah, is? Yeah, actually, what it really is, thanks to Google Translate, is... Oggi. So yeah, it's Italian on their about page uh, for the website. Oggi's says that it's Italian for today. So thanks to Google Translate, we now know how to say. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, Oggi. It's a, that's an odd name for me, I think. But okay, um, we went to the one in Fontana. But they actually have sixteen locations around Southern California. Oggi. <laughs> That's going to pop up throughout the show today. Right? Yeah. Right? And uh, they have got 10 unique oh. beers, and a lot of these are award-winning <laughs> beers. Oh, and, and so they've got a pretty uh, extensive menu of brews that we got to try. Um, and it was, an, it was an interesting experience, I, I will say. Yeah. Um, when you first walk in, you know, it is a really nice-looking place. They've got yeah. a great big bar, kind of a medium-sized dining room. Uh, they've got booths and tables and bar seating. Definitely got a big sports bar feel. And I'll tell you, the one in Fontana had designated one table that was set up with 13 uh, setups and with 13 beers. And this was to honor the 13 soldiers that died in Afghanistan. And I've mm-hmm. I, I've seen online of places that done that had done that. This is the first time I've actually been in a place that been had, one that uh, yeah that had yeah. that. And I, I respect that as a yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're military brats. Our dad was 21 years in the Air Force. I have a lot of respect for people who serve, and I think it's appropriate that we mm-hmm. honor uh, honor that service the way that they did. So yeah. I like that. Yeah, and, and from the outside, you look at it, you say, okay, it's it's a pizza place that has beer, and you expect it to have, you know, taps. But you don't realize that, hey, you know what, they also um, uh, verbatim, according to the website, they have a rich legacy of award-winning microbrews. Um, and they had 10 Count them ten different ten. Uh, house brews, um, and uh, yeah. A, so we we tried them all. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they also had a respectful amount of other beers as well. Yeah, so they it, probably you know, you had a half dozen or more. I'd say even more other beers from other uh, microbreweries as well as some bigger names. Yeah. So if if you if you if their beer is not your thing, you got other choices. Yeah. And that so, actually so, becomes a thing later in the show. It does. So we, <laughs> we, um, we just ordered all of them, right? They, yeah. they have different size flights. And so we got a flight of four and a flight of six. So we got all ten of their beers. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we went from lightest to darkest um, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of color. Generally uh, the recommended kind of tasting order. And, yeah, exactly. And so they brought them out to us. I will say one thing. They had, um, you know – how people present their flights in each different place is always interesting to me. And, you know, sometimes they have like a special tray or a cart or they've got a custom printed sticker or something to tell you what you're drinking. Here, they bring out what is basically a laminated card, lay it on your table, and then they set the beer down on top of whichever beer it is. So underneath the beer is the name, information about the ABV and IBU, and a brief description of what kind of beer it is and kind of what's going on with what you're tasting. And so um, there wasn't a special tray or cart or anything. She brought out she, – she carried them out on a tray because there was 10 little glasses of beer. But she laid the card down and then sat each of the beers down on top of them. So then we would pick up the beer and slide it out of the way and read about what it was and make some notes about it. And then we'd start tasting it. <laughs> and there were, these were uh, four-ounce tasters. Some places do uh-huh. five ounces. These were four-ounce tasters. Right. Um, and, you know, and so that was the beginning of our, our mm. adventure. Uh, the restaurant was pretty full. Um, and in fact, was actually. In fact, I it got more full as the evening went on. Yeah, well, because the Dodgers game was going on. This place was a serious. That's true. Board. Yeah, Dodgers yeah. were in playoff mode, right? So, uh, yes. Dodgers. And I'll tell you what. Did you watch the game when I got home? I finished watching the game. It was. In, I think I got in at about the fourth inning, and uh, it was not a great night for the Dodgers. No, <laughs> no, it was not. A, uh, yeah. Unlike the other game, this one uh, not so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Monday game was awesome. I mean, yeah. ninth, ninth inning walk off, and you go like, yeah, 
you know, uh, if you're a Dodger fan, I guess if you're a St. Louis fan, you go like, no, but, um, well, yeah, as a, as a, as a public school teacher, I will tell you that the place was filled with teachers. This was clearly mm-hmm. an after work place for them to go. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of them on a Friday, were getting ready to go to football games. This is true. We ran yeah. into uh, some friends of mine that teach at Carter High School, mm-hmm. and they were just sort of having a meal and hanging out until they had to go yeah. back and, and work the football game. They were Shout out. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of high school uh, teachers, in addition to their teaching responsibilities, go to, you know, they support their school. They go out oh, and yeah. they do it, but they're, they're working the parking lot. They're working the ticket booth. They're, they're working crowd control. They're, they're there just kind of keeping an eye on the student body and their parents. Um, you know, and making sure everything runs smoothly so that everybody can enjoy the the event. Um, plus, they get to go in and enjoy the event. So, uh, you know, you go and cheer for your team. But, yeah. uh, you know, you get off at 3, the game starts at 6. It's like, well, I don't want to go home and sit for three hours. I can go hang out with my friends, get some food, and and then uh, then we head over. And so yeah. that's well, this, uh, clearly what was going on. This location is in the north end of Fontana. And mm-hmm. uh, I, let me give you the address. It's uh, 16918 South Highland Avenue. And it's kind of right off of the Sierra off ramp, off of the 210, um, and uh, you know it's it's not too far from AB Miller High School, which is in the Fontana district, mm-hmm. and uh, Carter. Some High School. Some of those folks were there. Yeah, yeah. I definitely saw a lot of teachers there. I thought, yeah. oh, this is this is a place for people like me. A yeah, teacher. it's a teacher hangout. Yeah, and I'm a, you know former teacher, and uh, yeah. and I'm married to a teacher, so I'm teacher adjacent. There you so. go. There so we, we fit well, in with the crowd. Although, like I said, it was we were leaving. It was Dodger fans, not yes. necessarily teacher related. There's a lot of lot of Dodger paraphernalia coming in. People getting ready to sit down, uh, you know, have some have some food, have some uh, some drink, and cheer on the Dodgers. Although I suspect exactly. the place kind of got quiet and there was a lot of moaning going on as the evening progressed, given the game. I'd be interested to go back and ask them, do you sell more when they win or more when they lose? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> are they drinking themselves? There's a pity party going are they, on? Are they drowning blues or, or are they, are they uh, Celebratory. toasting awards? Yeah. yeah. Or toasting, well, let's, cheering let's talk the about the beer, Todd. The, the first beer that we had was the California Gold Cream Ale. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to just put this out here. For me, this beer did not match what I thought I was getting. Um, when you put cream in the title, I'm expecting something that's going to be a lot smoother, um, something that's going to uh, yeah. maybe have a little sweetness to it. I don't know. And um, while it had a, a citrus s- smell to it, mm-hmm. uh, it also really came across like an IPA and right. had a kind of a really bitter finish for me. And um, so I was not – I didn't get the cream at all, and I yeah. was you know, <laughs> not – it, it, it wasn't the best start for the drinking experience for me. I totally agree. I um, I expected something totally different than what I actually got. Um, you know, they say that they have light sterling hops. They had a bit of spice in the aroma. Um, I didn't get spice. I got I got um, you know sort of that that grassy skunkiness that, that you tend to get with a with an IPA, um, which sometimes is done in a really good way. This was I. I it just wasn't what I expected, and um, I felt like it was a fairly clean finish in the drink, and and was you know um, uh, uh, sort of a, a mild refreshing, but it, there was a slight bitter IPA taste to it that kind of built up. It's an IBU thirteen point nine, which is not real bitter. No, um, but it tasted more bitter than that to me, even though that's what the IBU rating is. It was a four point five ABV too. So um, I had to actually do a little research for myself uh, mm-hmm. after drinking this one. Um, to understand the difference between uh, this type of pale ale and mm-hmm. an IPA, um, and you know, I think that that sometimes we mistake the bitterness and the hoppiness, and they, they're very similar profiles. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said bitter, but maybe it was just uh, the way the hops were sitting in my mouth or whatever. It just right. Oh, it was there. I don't disagree. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, I think that they marketed it wrong. I, I again, mm-hmm. when they put cream in the title. But what's funny is I'm looking at the the picture on their website, and while it says California Gold Cream Ale, the picture says California Blonde Ale. Right. California Gold Blonde Ale. Yeah, and I actually wrote down um, uh, the uh, California Gold Blonde Ale on my my sheet, but it very clearly said Cream Ale next to it as well. So it's, you know, I don't know. They say it's their lightest beer. Now, do they mean that by color or... 
I'm not sure. I guess it's also very light and, you know, it's a 4.5 alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't quite what I expected, you know. Yes. And I, I, as we've kind of learned, the, the terms that are, you know, uh, IPAs and ales and American ales versus West Coast ales versus, you know, it's, those are all very um, uh, dubious terms, you know. Yes. That there, there's not something specific. There's not a, like a law, like in Germany, they pass laws about their beer. And you have to call yes. it what they say, you know. Um, here, it's 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 sort of what the the brewmaster thinks he's got, and so yeah. I think you're right. I think it was misnamed because I don't think you know whether you're calling it a blonde ale or a cream ale. Um, it's it was, you know, there was more of an imperial ale ish to it. It was like a light yeah. IPA to me. Exactly, you know? and so I just that that was that just wasn't the good start for me because of mm-hmm. the bitterness. I thought I was getting something. Lighter right. or something, you know, not with not quite that that punch to it um, at the front end. Uh, now the next one we had yeah. was their P O G Blonde Ale, and the P O G stands for Passion Fruit, Blood Orange, and Guava flavors. And you and I have had some interesting experiences with um, fruit beers. Mm-hmm. I found and some so I like had, and some I don't. Yeah, this one was three different fruits, mm-hmm. um, but the only fruit that came through for me was the Blood Orange. And uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I got the blood orange, and I got guava sort of at the back end of the taste. Okay. And so I felt okay. like I could, you know, I knew there was something else there. In fact, I first was thinking maybe mango, but then when you know we read it, and you go like, okay, no, it's guava. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah okay, I get that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, this is essentially the same beer. I mean, it's it's the blonde yeah. ale infused with these three fruits, and um, uh, you know, from their website. It's our latest craft beer. The POG creatively balances all the natural fruit purees with a light-bodied, crisp beer. Um, and I, it has the same drawbacks as the other one. I don't think that the the um, uh, the fruit helps hide it that much. And quite frankly, I thought that the fruit mix was so-so. I actually preferred the straight California Gold Ale to the POG Blonde Ale. So we didn't we didn't give our numbers. I, I actually gave the yeah. California Gold a two point five, and uh-huh. I gave the POG a two. So I, I'm I'm with you. I didn't like it yeah. as much. I thought by comparison it was even weaker. Right. Yeah. I gave I gave the um, the blonde ale the straight blonde ale a three point five, um, but I gave the the POG a two point five. Okay. Okay. So um, I will say that for the POG, I thought it was an interesting beer. It, it had kind of a sweet start to it. Um, but for me, the, there was a strange finish, and you know, you're you're saying it yeah. was the guava. I'm not sure what that was. It didn't. The finish didn't. Didn't sit with you. I had a, it, a weird mouthfeel on it. It just. Mm-hmm. It was a. It seemed like it was a weird blend of those fruits, and they yeah. overpowered the beer. Like like, yeah. the, the beers that I've liked, there's there's a, a they blend better. You know, right. so that you you have like a little hint of the fruit, but you still know you're drinking a beer. This this one felt yeah. more on the juice side than on the beer. Well, side. it definitely had more of a nose of the fruit. So when you smelled yeah. it, what you smelled was the fruit, and to me, it also seemed to have a little less carbonation. And and okay. and that maybe just the way they had the tap set up, it might be that the um, that they add the fruit late in the process, and so it dilutes the carbonation a little bit. You know, it just depends. Yeah. I, I don't know the process there, but um, I just didn't feel it was very successful beer. Yeah. So, so um, I think I got my beers out of order here because I have um, mm-hmm. Duck Dive is my next one, but I think we actually did City by the Sea next. So you tell me what's next. Um, I had Duck Dive next. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm not out of order here. I'm like – No. Duck Dive okay. was their Hefeweizen. Yes. A lightly hopped beer drink with – beer drink with a, a great wheat <laughs> aftertaste is how they describe it. It's a 6 ABV and a 20.8 IBU. It's an American style Hefeweizen. So before I uh, unfiltered and naturally cloudy. Before I give my review, I have to say uh-huh. that I posted on social media that this is where we went, um, and we went to this yeah. location because one of my friends had suggested, "Hey, have you tried this place? It's really good." Yeah. And my friend said that Duck Dive was like their beer, like they. That's loved the it one they beer. like, huh? And um, I did not respond online because I wanted to do our review first. Mm-hmm. I was actually deeply disappointed by this and and i'm a yeah. guy who loves a good hef like yeah. that's go-to beer for me yeah you're and, more of a hef guy than i am and uh and i neither of us were happy with this beer <laughs> no i 
and I and I, as I've thought about, it, I thought maybe maybe there was just something that went wrong with this particular mm-hmm. tasting at this location because let let me tell you what I what I got. First off, for me, it came across as way over carbonated. Like mm-hmm. there was something about that that just really hit me hard, not good mm-hmm. at all. And there was also kind of a metallic flavor. And so I really think that maybe there was something in the way they had their carbonation and something set up that just messed that one up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not a fan. Like I said, I love a, a good hef, but this one was just lost on me. And I gave it the lowest score I think I've given any beer anywhere. They got a one and a half. Yeah, that, that's disappointment, boy. <laughs> you you want to see disappointment, giving a beer a one and a half. It's like, wow, it's a beer. It can't be that bad. Yeah. I didn't go that low on it. Um, I I didn't care for it that much. And, you know, we've got, we, we, we measure things by smell, feel, taste, and finish. And then we give it an yep. overall rating. And my taste was a 2.5, but I ended up giving it a 3 overall. Um, just kind of middle of the road. It didn't do that much for me one way or the other. I, it, it was just okay. There wasn't a lot of smell. There wasn't, a, um, you know, it sort of had a, a sort of a mid-finish to me that was reminiscent of Hefeweizen, but it just didn't, um, it just, yeah, it, it just felt like a, a unbalanced drink, you know? The thing that I like about a Hef is, I and I, I jokingly say, it, you feel like you're drinking beer, Mm-hmm. Or a drinking not beer, a drinking bread, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't get that at all. I didn't no, there was no that. bread to be found in that drink. No, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't there. Yeah, and and so I just yeah, very disappointed. Um, and 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 yeah. so those first three beers really kind of set me off a little bit. Um, yeah. Now, having said that, I think they had some beers within uh, certain categories that I thought they shined on. But those first three beers, mm-hmm. I felt like were not a good start for me for this experience. Oh, I totally agree. Um, the, at least with the part of that statement, which is that that they the first three beers were not what I expected, not not up to standards of today's yeah. you know microbrewing industry. Um, the part that I don't necessarily agree was did you know that they they were some that were you know excellent examples of anything. Um, no, <laughs> but but as we go through this, we'll talk about it. I mean, yeah. there wasn't. I mean. There were beers that I rated higher than the ones we've talked about already, or as high. But um, but overall, I didn't think that they had. Um, uh, I felt like they had a very specific taste profile, and everything fit in that. And it reminded me of of early days of uh, brew pubs when yeah. everybody said, "Well, we want everything to be as far away from you know Budweiser and Coors as we can, so let's just hop the snot out of everything." Yeah. And and so everything tastes like an IPA that's over hopped and kind of bitter. And yeah. I felt like that was sort of their their flavor profile. And if that's what you like, then, you know, bingo, this is the place for you. Um, but to me, there was not much variance from that, regardless of the color of the beer. That that was sort of the taste profile you got, regardless of the style of the beer. Yeah. In the beers with, the, yeah. with that, that uh, uh, yeah. hoppy flavor. Yeah. And, and they had a variety of styles. And we'll get to, you know, I mean, so far we've talked about a couple – cream uh or you know uh, an ale two ales a fruited ale and a regular ale and a hefeweizen um but there was something about them that that you know was consistent through all of them and that was sort of yeah. that that felt like they overhopped everything to me yeah um and so you know moving on so in, a, in a general comment before we go on to the next mm-hmm. year you know uh you and i are usually within a you know half a point or a point of each other on these beers mm-hmm. i feel like so far even just these first three you and i are are, are off um, in terms of how mm-hmm. we're scoring. And and uh, this is, <clears throat> we're both having interesting and different reactions to these beers than right. we had before. Um, and yeah. it's just, yeah. <laughs> well, and and also, you know, I mean, it, it's I think it's just kind of where we're at with stuff coming into because I think that, quite honestly, I, felt, I feel like I have been a little more harsh than you in some instances in the past. And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a little more open to things that are, you know, representative of their style, but not necessarily something I, I care for all that much. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I'm probably scoring a little higher than I have in the past because so far I've had three beers, you know, that we've talked about that I didn't care for that much. Um, and, but your uh, scores were higher than mine. But, but my scores were higher than yours, and part of that was probably just me trying to say, well, you know, if that's you know, if it's a representation of a light beer that's got kind of an IPA hint to it, uh, yeah. you know, they they talk about it being hoppy, and it's like, okay, well, it says you know it is hoppy, um, yeah. you know, it's it's, you know, I, 
it's a very subjective thing. You know, we're giving it a very concrete score and it's subjective. And so I always want to let listeners know, you know, just because you and I come in and say there wasn't something for us there or we didn't care for the, the representation of that particular style by this brewery doesn't yeah. mean that you won't go in and go, wow, this is great. Um, which is not to say why bother scoring because it gives you an idea because if you find you like yeah. what we like um, or you dislike what we like, you can use that as a judgment, you know, for you. So, so the, that you the, can. <laughs> the next set of beers, though, for me, the scores start to go up, right? Uh-huh. So I've got I've got more that are sort of higher that I scored higher as we go up. Those first three were sort of my my lowest ones, um, and then mm-hmm. and, and and then the ones from there, I think they got a little bit better for me, um, but still nothing that was like knocking it out of the park for me, you know? Yeah. But and but, I'm just kind of glancing forward, and I'm not seeing me going up a lot. Um, but next one up was the easy obsession. This is a, uh, easy obsession IPA. It's a session IPA, uh, enhanced with a grapefruit flavor profile, complemented by flavors of pine and citrus, uh, ABV of 4.5 and IBU of 41. And, um, for me, this, you know, I mean, it was a, I thought it was a pretty typical average session IPA with a fairly clean start to it. Um, you know, it, uh, smell and feel i had them both slightly above average at 3.5 i thought the taste was a four and the finish was again about a 3.5 i ended up giving it a 3.5 overall um for me this wasn't a bad beer in fact it was probably one of the better beers that one and that and that first um blonde ale to me were probably two of the better beers that they had yeah this 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 one was a three for me this was like solid right in the middle Mm -hmm. um you know i thought that whenever you're working with some sort of fruit in the flavor there's challenges and I thought they did a better job with this one than they had with that POG. Like I felt like the fruit blended more naturally with the with the right. beer. Um, I liked the scent at the beginning. It had a little little bit of that fruity scent. Um, now that said, I'm not a big grapefruit fan, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm not sure that's a fruit I would want to have in a beer. Mm-hmm. But I felt that it was a generally mild and smooth beer. See, I think that fruit works well with IPAs because they both sort yeah. of have that that tartness to them, that, yes. that that kind of bitter edge to them. No, and I would I would agree, and I think that's why they use the blood orange instead of other oranges with that blonde ale. Um, but this time, I felt they did a better job of how they integrated it. You know, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, yeah. You know, that to me was actually, like I said, to me one of the more balanced beers that they had. They seemed to get yeah. the flavors working together. As opposed to one of them dominating, or 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 like you know the, the you know we talk about sort of the the initial taste, the 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 mid taste, and the finish of a beer as it kind of you know as it goes through your mouth, and that one seemed to be consistent through the three phases of of, of a swallow and tasting, right? Um, and so many of the others have not been, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. So. Next up was the City by the Sea Pale Ale, ABV 5, IBU 45. It's a West Coast pale ale with a thirst-quenching hop flavor that is easy drinking and has a crisp finish. So, I liked this one. Mm-hmm. I, I liked this one. I thought that they they did a, a better job with this one. This is again, had a, a, a fruitiness to it. Um, I wrote blackberry, but I'm, as I read their thing, it says blueberry. Um, but I felt like it had like a little little fruity notes that just sort of mm-hmm. popped in that, that added to it. Um, I like the color of it. It kind of had, uh, it was starting to get a little more amber at this point. Right. Um, as we went through the progression. Um, and uh, I gave it a three and a half. I thought it was crisp and clean. Um, and again, you know, IPA is not really my, yeah. thing. I, I'm sorry, IPA, this is just a regular pale ale, but uh-huh. it, 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 it had that hop flavor without being like, you know, yeah. In the face. Well, and they talk about the flavors of blueberry papaya and rose blossom and honeydew and strawberry and blah 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 blah. It doesn't have any fruit infused in it. They're saying this is all coming from the the, the oh, hops okay. well, uh, on this one. And and I don't disagree though that I think there was that sort of sense of um, a, a kind of a little bit of a, a fruitiness in the flavor. But for me, it was kind of. Um, there was too much tartness and bitter sour to it, um, oh. and I didn't didn't like that very much, um, and so I actually went down on this one and gave it a two and a half. Um, you know, it's the it just it to me was not a very drinkable beer, and I think uh, you know I, I took a I took a taste of it and did not enjoy it, and I thought, well, okay, maybe that's just you know let me take another taste just to make sure that's what I really like, and that was it. I was done. It was like yeah, two tastes, nope. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and yeah. speaking of the tasting, you know, we had four ounces on every beer, mm-hmm. and we didn't finish 
any of them. And that's no. unusual. Usually yep. one of us will find one or two of those beers that we like and we'll look at the other guy and say, hey, you mind if I finish this? You know? Meaning and, you and take the beer and finish it and I stare at you with, you know, stink eye. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the point is, is that normally we don't leave. I mean, we don't drink. We're not going to sit there and pound every beer. That's not yeah, what we're no, we do, Yeah, exactly. But, when, we're t- when we're doing the tastings, we taste them. But like you said, in a given evening, one of us will find a, you know, one or the other. We usually empty, you know, uh, you know, maybe three or four of the glasses out of out of eight or ten. Yeah. And and we didn't empty any of these. And again, I think that mm. you know we 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 saw some beers that were, were were good, but nothing that knocked our socks off. That we're like, oh, I got to finish that. I got to have that. Yeah, I think the waitress was a little shocked when she came back by, and we said, Yeah, you can take these away now. And they're all sitting yeah, there. Right? <laughs> some of them fairly full. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there uh, were a couple of them. I think I took a picture at the end, and, and you'd yeah. be surprised to say, Was that at the end or is that yeah. at the beginning? There's, yeah. There's it's like, Oh, you there. haven't tasted those yet. I'm like, No, no, we tasted them. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, no, she kind of looked at us. And then we, we ordered, you know, we, we had some food, and so we wanted something to drink with the food, so we each ordered a pint. And we'll save that to the end as to what we yes. ended up ordering there. But yes. uh, happily ever after, which it wasn't. Yay. <laughs> which it wasn't for me. Um, yeah, a West Coast IPA again. So this one's similar in style, theoretically, to the City by the Sea West Coast. That was a West Coast Pale Ale. Um, this is a West Coast American ale, but then they, here they say IPA. They didn't say that on the uh, on the card. At least I didn't write it down. Oh, I guess I, I did. But anyway, it says, you know, for me it had a really strong IPA taste with kind of a burnt sour finish. Um, I was not happy with this beer. I gave it a 1.5. It was a 6.5 ABV and an IBU of 55. And to me this was just uh, – I put a bracket around this and the next two beers. So these three together, and the note was over-the-top hops for all yes. of them. And <laughs> and to the point where it, it distracted my ability to enjoy the beer because it was just way too hoppy for me. I was so not hoppy rated, about the hops. I rated them very differently than you did. Yeah. But I don't disagree with anything that you just said. Um, mm-hmm. my, my comments that I wrote for myself was, Wow. The hops with exclamation points all over the place. Um, this is an IPA for IPA drinkers. Really strong. Yeah. Really strong. Yeah. And, if you really uh, like that, <laughs> mo power to you. And I gave it a three and a half. Uh, and again, I'm not an IPA person, but I thought to myself, if I was an IPA person, this is the I, this is something that would mm-hmm. this screams IPA at me. This is like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I thought, okay, in that genre. But the weird kind of uh, it, it, the, the almost burnt finish that I expected from like maybe a really dark beer, and this wasn't a dark yeah. beer; it was an amber beer, um, yeah. uh, seemed out of place to me. It just, it just to me was like not a particularly good example of of uh, a, a West Coast American ale. Uh, you know, the, the, in my mind, this was not a again just not a very good beer. I, I you know, sorry, Aji's, but uh, right. yeah. You're not so you, doing you it gave for me. it a one and a half, and I gave it a three and a half. Yeah, okay. yeah, and that's that's quite a spread for us. That is, um, you know, yeah. and again, like you like you very aptly said, if you're a you know a huge IPA lover, then you know perhaps this would appeal to you. They have several other IPAs to pick from, so you can yeah. and and basically everything up to here, with the possible exception of the Hef, tasted like it was an IPA. Um, <laughs> uh, and even the Hef had a, had a hoppy front end. <laughs> it was kind of weird as a half. Um, yeah. so, you know, I mean, if that's your thing, you know, this might be your place, but, right. um, so the next, the next mm-hmm. one was also an IPA is the Tory pines IPA. And yeah. this one, they say it's got five different types of hops to maximize the flavors. Um, yeah. and their description starts off with the word intense and I would like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they're, you know, truth in advertising. Yeah. Because uh, again, a dance. This is a six point nine ABV and a ABV and a sixty six point nine IBU. By the way, these IBU numbers, I don't know if those are standardized anywhere or how they're set up, but yeah. I I'm not buying these IBU numbers because they seem low compared to what my mouth was telling me compared to what I've tasted other places. You know. Thank um, you. You know, <laughs> it just it just their numbers are not. They don't match in my mind what I've tasted other places when I've seen numbers like this. I mean, you know, I've had a a 75 I, uh, IBU beer at other places that were not as hoppy and, and um, you know, just 
over the top as this Tory Pines, which is sixty six point nine. Yeah. Um, you know, and the next yeah. one, this the the next one's a double IPA, um, and you know it's it's a seventy nine point four IBU, and it tasted even high that higher than that. So 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 for me on the Troy Pine side, I this one I gave it a slightly higher score. The, the Happily Ever After I gave a three point five. This one I gave a four, and and the reason is that this one I felt had a nicer mouth feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a little bit smoother and a little bit creamier. Um, and, and so even though it had that strong hoppy in your face, just like the, the hoppily ever after, um, that it, it, it just had a nicer finish. And so I felt like I needed to bump it up a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, again, if you're a, uh, IPA person, um, I thought right. this was in, you know, in that genre, pretty yeah. solid representation. Well, I went up as well. I went up as well. I went from a one and a half to a two. Okay. Um, and basically it was because my notes here say similar to previous, no burnt finish, but nasty okay. bitterness. Now I say nasty, <laughs> that's not a way to talk about uh, something is, no. is, you know, that you're going to like, um, it, yeah, it didn't have that burnt finish that the other one had. And so, you know, yes. I gave it a two, but it just, it just seemed to me again, like a really unbalanced beer, like something that was designed back in 2015 yeah. for that, you know, cause, cause again, that's when, you know, when, when, uh, a lot of um, uh, brewers were, were trying to out hop each other there for a yeah. while. And they just seem to be sort of stuck in that mode with their beers here. So the um, finish though, I think is what sold it for both of us. It had a slight, right. it had a better finish on it than the first one, the hopley ever after IPA. So the next one is a double uh, IPA. It's a double up double IPA. Um, and uh, this one's a 8.5 ABV and a 79.4 mm-hmm. IBU. Um what, you, what were your thoughts on this one, Todd? Um, well, see above, basically, is what I said. I got see above. I don't like this. That's what I wrote as my notes. Yeah. Um, you know, I again yeah. gave it a two. Um, uh, yeah. I dropped this one down to a three, and I felt like this one wasn't particularly distinctive. Like, I couldn't tell much difference between it and the others. Um, except that I felt like it had a longer finish that kind of lingered with that bitterness, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. I, and so I said, okay, i got to bring this one down a little bit. It just kind of hung around. Yeah, <laughs> that, well, that here's where my headspace was. The description says floral and slightly piney grapefruit and citrus aromas define this double IPA. And I read that as foul and slightly piney grapefruit and citrus <laughs> <laughs> and you know and and I hate to pick on I mean to beat on somebody but I just don't I just was not enjoying these beers you know it yeah. was like I I was it was I was enjoying the food in front of me and the food wasn't so great that I should be enjoying the food to the point in fact I you know I don't know if we even had the food at this point um yeah. you know as we were getting to these these cuz it didn't come till we were you know well into the tasting um yeah. but it was like I I was wanting to move on to the next thing to get that taste out of my mouth basically I'm with which, you. Which is so, not not a positive thing to say. And last, again, you know, it just maybe it's not my thing. Again, if you love IPAs, yeah. you know, the might work for you. The beers on their menu of the 10 that we tried mm-hmm. um, were the ones that I think you and I were looking forward to the most because they mm-hmm. kind of fall into our wheelhouse of what, what kind of beers that we normally order if we're just mm-hmm. going to go out and order beer for ourselves. Yeah. And, Scottish Red Ale and a Black Magic Stout. McGarvey yeah. Scottish Ale and uh, Black Magic Stout. And so, yeah, I was going, oh, finally, I'm going to get to some beer that I like. Uh, yeah, didn't work out that way. Yeah. So. And, and we haven't talked about all the awards he's got, but the Scottish Ale has got, you know, probably a dozen awards mm-hmm. here. Uh, the last one was in uh, uh, two of them in 2017, uh, a gold medal at the L.A. International Beer Competition and a silver medal at the Great American mm-hmm. Beer Festival in 2017. So these are award-winning beers, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, we weren't as happy with them as we thought we were going to be. No, <laughs> it, we weren't. You know, wasn't... the Scottish ale is an export ale brewed with small amounts of dark grains. Well, there was too much dark grains, I guess, because it, to me, tasted like they had been way over-toasted. Everything tasted burnt. It's it's like all the flavors that they that they that they throw at you. It's it's imagine getting a steak and and they've they've dipped it in steak sauce, so it's not just a little bit of steak sauce on top, so you get a little bit of extra flavor if you like steak sauce, and you know if you're that person, they literally dipped it in the steak sauce. So everything they did, yeah. they just did like to the to the nth degree, 
And here, I just felt like everything was over-tasted, over-toasted. It was burnt. Um, I like this style of beer more, um, but I just didn't think this was a, a good example of it. I didn't think it was horrible. Um, it was okay. I ended up giving this one a three overall. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. Uh, the final line of their written description of this beer uh, from mm-hmm. on their menu says, a small amount of hops are used to keep the bitterness low. And I wrote in my comments, a slight bitter edge. On the, on the yeah, first like no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah like, exactly. A slight bitter edge. Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's funny because they say you know by mashing at a higher temperature the beer receives a hint of sweetness. I didn't get that at all either. No, it was I didn't. buried un, buried under burntness. Yeah, I I wrote this is okay, but not not great. Uh, and and you know it's it's I've had better examples in this genre of beer. I mean it's yeah. So I I felt like it's yeah, it's a three. I it wasn't horrible, but it. Did yeah. not knock my socks off, and this is a beer I was looking forward to. Yeah, you know, this is one I thought I'm probably going to love this one, and this is the one I'm going to come back for at the end. Yeah, and I was like, absolutely. Hey, yeah, having gone through everything else, I went, okay, well, you know, this is this is a, a you know kind of a red ale. I mean, or or a brown ale. I mean, it looked like you know that that yeah. was going to be the one, right? That's going to be the okay. We finally are getting away from this IPA taste, and no, there was still a hint of it, and. Yeah. And then you burnt the the hops, and yeah. Now again, you and I really me. diverged on the the last beer too. I think this is their Black Magic Stout, mm-hmm. and um, I gave this one my highest ranking of the day. Um, and I know you didn't really care for this one as much. So it's well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't again, yeah. didn't hate it, but it just it wasn't great. It was um, this is a seven point six ABV and a thirty point three IBU as reported. Um, and once again, I, I, again, maybe I'm just being brief. I don't know, but I just said, see above I mean, taste burnt taste over toasted. That was overpowering the flavor to me. And I've had some, some stouts that are really, really good. You know, they talked about flavors of roasted barley and chocolate and coffee sort of in the layers of taste there. And I just couldn't get that. I couldn't get past the, the, uh, the sense that it was just again, way over toasted and there wasn't a lot of. You know, it seemed very one-dimensional as a taste to me, and so um, I was again disappointed with it. I gave it a two point five. Wow, you know? I gave it a four point five. Yeah, and I actually thought they did a really good job of in this genre of beer. Yeah, um, and I wrote, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Wow, nice aroma, rich flavor, smooth, cool. Uh, and I and I I wrote this, and maybe uh-huh. I'll read it later. I wrote Guinness. Watch out. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job on this one. Um, the only area where I, I didn't get it was they mentioned, you, like you said, chocolate. I didn't get any chocolate. I definitely mm-hmm. got the coffee, um, but I didn't get the chocolate notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I thought this one in that genre was pretty solid. But if it, it was, was coffee, it was over-toasted burnt coffee. Yeah. But, it, <laughs> but even though I gave it a 4.5, I didn't want to go back for a full pint of it. It's not, yeah. you know, it didn't. Yeah. it didn't. I thought, okay, people who like this type of beer, they're going to yeah. like this one. It's for sitting but, on the porch on a snowy winter type of beer as opposed to, um, yeah. uh, you know, something you're going to have to eat food with. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, my high scores of the day were both 3.5s. That was the first one, the California Gold Blonde Ale and the Easy Obsession Session IPA. I gave both those 3.5s. Um, and to me, uh, of their of their beers, those were the two that I would go back to. And in fact, I, I considered going back and getting a pint of the blonde ale, that first blonde ale. Um, but I, you know, I kept remembering that sort of like bitterness to it. In fact, um, I grabbed our four ounce because again we left some in it of all the beers and tasted it again before we ordered our pints, and um, and went no, I I, yeah. I, I don't want a whole pint of that. I just don't. So the uh, the Black Magic Stout, I, I've been sort of counting up the different uh, awards. This mm-hmm. is their most awarded beer. Seventeen different competitions that this yeah. beer has, has won awards at. Um, uh, but it's it's fascinating. I mean, we had we both had sort of really strong reactions to some of these beers. You know, in mm-hmm. general, we both kind of said this really wasn't our type of beer because they just too yeah. much bitterness. You know, uh, this is beer for people who don't like beer. <laughs> that that was my feeling you know oh, yeah. and that's it yeah that's that's a way yeah. to say it um you know yeah. and it's it's an opinion i like i said you know we, we i don't want to over 
stress or I, I can't overstress how much you know if if this is the kind of thing you like then this is a great place for you to go because they have a variety of things yeah. like that um i don't care for all that that much and i didn't think that and i've had you know ipas and stouts and 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 reds that i thought were just so much better examples of each of these things yep. that um you know i mean i gave two of them three and a half those you know that's not a bad score that's a drinkable beer that that, that i thought were you know reasonably good examples of their style but um but the rest of it was just i thought uh, yeah. It tasted kind of like heavy-handed and one-dimensional to me. That would yeah. be my overall rating of this, um, uh, of the beers that we tasted. Um, and so, you know, I mean, more power to them for having won 60 medals in international, national, and regional competitions. Um, right. You know, more power to them. Uh, the people who were so, doing the beer tasting weren't me. So we had food as well, and mm-hmm. then we also each ordered a pint to go with our food. Right. And so the food we ordered, I, I wanted a, a poutine. They had that poutine on the menu that sounded yeah. really good. It's a short rib with uh, cheese, and uh, it's on um, uh, French fries. Yeah. And, uh, For those who aren't aware, poutine is sort of French fries with cheese and, and brown sauce like a uh, yes. that you would get with a, uh, uh, a roast. So it has like a brown gravy on it. Uh, and then they said short rib. It had bits of like roast beef in there. There yes. wasn't a lot of meat. It was mostly sauce and cheese on top of the fries. But there were some chunks of meat in there. Yeah. But it's not primarily a meat, you know. No. And, meat. Uh, and the part that really made dish. it good is they also had some. Uh, I think I want to say pickled onions that were on there. Yeah, that... they they tasted like they had been um, brined in something. I, I think right. And yeah. there were some green onions as well. I wish they'd had more of the pickled onions. I really like when you got a mouthful with that mixture. That was perfect, wasn't it? Yeah, they were they were a uh, a um, the purple onion. They were a purple onion yes. that had been sliced and and at least sauced in something, if not brined, you know, for a little yeah. bit longer in something. And uh, but you're right. Yeah, if you got a little bit of cheese, a little bit of the brown sauce, maybe a piece of meat, definitely a piece of that onion. Boy, that was a a, a, a yummy appetizer. A little messy, yeah. but yummy. At least for me, I, yeah. I dropped it all over myself multiple times you seem to be doing fine well i don't have that big hole in my mouth todd i don't know what's yeah. in. Right. <laughs> anyway no it was good and then because they are a pizza place you know had to get yeah. pizza yeah so we ordered um we we asked you know sort of like well what's their their big seller and they have an og special which is basically like a supreme pizza with a little bit of everything she said beyond that their meat pizza was a biggie but we didn't feel like we wanted all the meat so we got their uh tagged as spicy sausage pizza um and it was a or a sausage specialty pizza yeah um and it was uh yeah, like I said, tagged as spicy, so it was supposed to be, um, you know, warning. It's it's a spicy. It had a picture of a, a pepper on there with the right. words that said spicy, and you know, a little symbol to like scare you off. Ooh, this is so hot. Yeah, in fact, well, it's called the hot spicy sausage pizza. Yeah, right. That's what it was called. Yeah. Um, and and, and it, it was. so it had some it so so it's it's what I would call a mild sort of Jimmy Dean sausage. Yeah. Sweet bell pepper and um, poblano pepper, some diced poblanos. And poblanos are like one of the mildest peppers you can get. It's sort of like yeah. a, um, a chili relleno pepper. I mean, it you know, so it was like what was supposed to be spicy here? I, I didn't get it. It was a good pizza. I, I'm not complaining. I enjoyed yeah. the flavor of it. But it was it decent. But it wasn't the the spicy like you thought. We we didn't get the the spice. Just like on the beers, we thought we were getting something, and the yeah. descriptions didn't match. The pizza yeah. description didn't quite match for me. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like it was a horrible pizza. We ate plenty of it. It was you know oh, yeah. it was it was decent. Um, it also had some caramelized onions on it. They say here. Yes. Um, I didn't remember that, to say that, but it um, but they were definitely there. Um, you know, it was okay. The sauce for me is a little sweeter than I like. I tend to like a more peppery, um, like Italian sauce, marinara sauce. And this was a yeah. little on the sweet side. Um, yeah. But that said, you know, I mean, if, if you go to Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut's a, a sweeter uh, sauce, too. And a lot of people like that. It didn't dit- distract from the pizza at all. It was a good pizza and, you know... Um, uh, but given the options of where you can go get pizzas and stuff, I you know, if I lived in the area, that wouldn't be my necessarily go-to pizza place. Um, 
but you know if you want to go in and hang out that's a great place to go and hang out i can't over stress that the 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 facility was set up for uh you know come in watch the game have a few beers uh have a pizza um you know they also do pasta calzone burgers um, you know, they've got a full menu. I mean, they're, they're, there's, there's a lot of options. there's not a bad seat in the house. Wherever you're sitting, yeah. you're going to be able to see multiple screens. and Yeah. 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 In fact, a lot of places, they had multiple screens grouped together as one screen so that yeah. they were ultra big screens. Um, and so, you know, they had uh, various games on it. I'm sure when the Dodgers started playing, because we left about 20 minutes before the game started, um, they probably had Dodgers on basically all of them. Uh, yep. And so there was nowhere you could sit where you, you wouldn't be able to see the game and what was going on. And uh, and so, you know, as a sports bar, their setup is is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So, so Todd, you ordered the beers for us for our pints. And yes, I did. And you got two beers that were very similar so we could have, like, a comparison between the yeah. two. And they're both from, from different um, breweries that are Same in style California. beer, but different breweries. One of them is... Yeah. Uh, well, Polinaire, I thought was uh, was uh, European. Oh, okay. Um, so it was a Polinaire Oktoberfest Marzen, and then a um, Golden Road Oktoberfest Marzen. The Golden Road is a uh, 5.8 ABV with a 15 IBU, and the Polinaire was a also a 5.8 ABV with a 20 IBU, and. Uh, and so she brought them out, and I got the Polliner, and you got the Golden Road, and we both took a taste, and then we said, okay, let's swap and, and taste them and see what we think. And you really like the Polliner, and I really like the Golden Road, and so that's what we stuck with. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so we they finished our pizza with them. Though. They both were good. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, and, in fact, I generally felt they were both better than anything else we had had that day. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I enjoyed them. Um, how did you rate them? So I gave a four to the Golden Road and a four mm. and a half to the Polliner. And I said that mm. the uh, Golden Road was nice, smooth, rich beer, reddish-brown color, no head, very drinkable and balanced flavor. And, and I can't stress this idea of a balanced flavor, that, that the, mm-hmm. the one, a lot of the ones we had earlier, the balance was off, right? right. There was too much bitterness, and it just mm-hmm. they couldn't – nothing quite sat right. This one just drank just what I thought I was getting – Yep. Very smooth. Perfect. Yeah. Both as delivered. Yeah. Yes. I did the exact opposite. I scored the Polliner 4 and the uh, Golden Road 4.5. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but the descriptions were essentially the same. You know, yeah. it was to me, they were just both um, drinkable beer. There was just uh, a little bit in the finish of the Polliner that I didn't like as much. But if you'd have said you really like the Golden Road, I would have said, great, I'll take the Polliner. I, either the, one of them the Polliner, were good beers. The Polliner was just a, a, just a, a little bit sweeter. And I said to you, I thought it had like a hint of plum in the mm-hmm. finish, right? And I like that. It just there was something about that, and I have no idea if they actually had plum in it, but that was the the note that I got, and I I enjoyed it. I thought that was a really nice beer. So the Polliner is a German brewery established in 1634 in Munich. Uh... Well, that's that's my that's my vibe, Todd. You know, we, we our family mm-hmm. immigrated from Germany. You know few generations ago there you go yeah i just wanted to double check on that i was pretty sure that they were that one was an imported beer um you know and they're one of six breweries that provide beer for oktoberfest so they're an official oktoberfest beer for uh the folks in munich so you know booyah Um, sometime in our future todd we're going to take a beer vacation (laughs) we're going to go to europe or something and the beercation right yeah We'll exactly. uh, we'll hit the six breweries in Germany that uh, are official Oktoberfest we'll, we'll, breweries. We'll call it a working vacation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. We can write it off, baby. Hey. <laughs> yeah, talk to your accountant. Um, yeah, you know, I, I uh, overall, I've got to say, you know, the the day finished okay. Um, you know, I liked the Oktoberfests that we drank. Um, I was, you know. As my scores and as the show has set, you know, demonstrated amply for me overall, I felt like the beers from uh, that are brewed by uh, Aji's weren't great. You know, I they just weren't they there wasn't a beer there that I wanted to have a pint of with my meal. And so I'm you know, but again, they offer other beers. There's lots of options. I mean, you could have had a um, Michelob Ultra 
with your meal Ooh. if you wanted to. They had that there, and I saw people ordering it. You know, right? Um, uh, and you know, and I well, Michelob Ultra is a fine light beer if that's what you want as a light beer with you know not a lot of personality or taste. When I start um, worrying about my my trim figure again, uh-huh. Todd, I might go back to drinking those Mick Ultras. If yeah, I'm, you, know. you know, I. I have no issue with with light beers. And in fact, yeah. it's funny, you know, I have talked to some brewers at some of the different um, breweries in, in the area, and some of them have said, yeah, when they're on their own, what do they drink? Michelob Light or, or yeah. you know, Michelob Ultra or Miller Light. Um, you know, they they are, when they're tasting and at work, they're drinking beers with a lot more flavor and a lot more personality. And sometimes you just want, you know, something refreshing. Um, yeah. I almost always have one of those kinds of beers in my fridge, you know, um, just because, and yeah. so you know, I don't knock anybody their 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 flavor preferences, even those who who want to drink those those IPAs, and if and if you do, then I think OG's Aji's is the uh, is the place to go and have that beer. Um, right. But it's not a place I'll be rushing back to to have a lot of beer because it just they 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 don't have things that worked for me that well. Um, nope. And if I'm going to so, meet somebody there, then I would I would order something not that that they didn't brew. So, so where are we thinking about going for next week, Todd? I know we sometimes like to yeah. preview a little bit of where we're headed. So um, one of the places that we have gone in the past was Packing House Brewery. I think they used to be called Riverside Brewery. They are now located out behind the Riverside Airport. And so that's kind of on the the list. We've been there before, but it was before we were like officially um, – uh, Doing the podcast. Doing yeah. the podcast and, and scoring things. And so we've been there. We had a good time there. Um, they had a variety of beers that we liked. So we'll just have to go back and see what they got. And, uh, you know, they, there were some good folks there, too. We You know, we, we chatted and we yeah. played some um, some uh, cornhole and uh, got beat. Um, so we need to warm up our cornhole game between now and our next uh, outing, right? Right. So and they had good uh, food there too. If I remember, they had a, a wood-fired pizza guy. That oh yeah, out. yeah, yeah. They, well, they they're going to be like a lot of places where they don't do it themselves. They bring in outside places, whether they're trucks yeah. or or pop-up restaurants. But the pop-up restaurant was awesome. You're right. Yeah, I had forgotten about that. That was really good. Right. Um, yeah, that guy did a good job. So maybe we'll get lucky and he'll be back. So. Um, anyway, that's what's on our list. Um, we want to remind you that there are other podcasts available to you on the Shack Outback Network. If you're enjoying this and want to learn uh, or listen to us talk about other stuff, um, there is a two-minute tech podcast. You can download that on any podcast player app uh, or Generation Tech. Now, two-minute tech is a two-minute show. Generation Tech usually goes hour and a half-ish. Um, and we talk about things that are going on in the tech world. Two-minute tech is usually tips and, and ideas about how to do things more easily and quickly on your devices. And so um, if that interests you, check it out. It's also available Great. on Spotify, as are all our podcasts now. And I want to make sure to say thank you to all of our listeners for listening to Two for Brew. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. And remember, this podcast discusses adult beverages in detail. It's intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly. And if you think you have a drinking problem, go to aa.org for more information. Thanks for joining us. Two for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you, that makes it two for brew. Two, two for brew, that's how I like my beer. Here with you, 